Okay, so tonight, Bezra Hashem, we're going to be continuing the series of Shirim on the Leshem Shemab HaChaloma. And like the last few weeks, we're going to be continuing in progression towards we, until we arrive at the final Shir, God willing, next week. Now, this week's Shir, as we said last week, is the second stage in the way that human beings fulfill the purpose of creation. We've spoken about since the Tzimtzum and since the revelation of the Gevuros, the full manifestation of God's potential Kavyachal within and as existence, the importance, as we saw last week, of Bechira in the playing field of creation. That if the full expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light into this world is for the sake of disclosing a deeper level of light that comes about by way of darkness itself, then the requirement in order for darkness to reign in its necessary space as to make choice possible, the requirements are that concealment be there enough to allow for Bechira. That Bechira, the free choice or the volitional actions that human beings engage in, when they confront this worldliness and all of its fallenness, as well as all the spiritual potency within it, when we engage volitionally with this world, what we do is we show that in spite of the darkness and the concealment itself, we are capable of seeing, disclosing, and revealing the light that exists within the darkness, thereby showing or being marames or hinting to the fact that in the future, the darkness itself will be shown to be light, thereby amplifying and adorning the unity of the infinite by showing that the infinite doesn't only manifest in unlimited space, devoid of any constriction or darkness, but rather infinite can manifest within limitation and darkness as well to show that there is nothing outside of the realm of Or Ein Sof Kav and that even Choshech is not considered Choshech. Last week we stressed that in contradistinction to the Ramchal, for example, and really the Bali Musr who picked up on the Ramchal Shita, whereby the purpose of creation was Bechira in and of its own self, because Chokatov Lehetiv, the fundamental goal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world is to bestow his goodness and his kindness unto creation. And the only way for that goodness to be fully manifested and amplified in the appropriate manner is when human beings have the ability to choose it through their own volition, thereby not being shamed or embarrassed by what they receive. What the Ramchal refers to in the name of the Magid Mesharim as Nehemed de Kisufa, bread of shame. When a person receives without working for it, it's bread of shame. And therefore the goodness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu bestows onto human beings is not in its fullness or full form. So therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed to ensure that there would be Bechira, volitional action, so that we can earn our keep, so to speak. The Leshem, on the other hand, in a remarkable hermeneutical spin on this concept, he understands, as we saw last week, that Bechira is the fundamental purpose of this world. But Bechira is not simply so that a person shouldn't be ashamed, like the Ramchal says. But for the Leshem, Bechira is a point, a sign that points towards the ultimate purpose of creation, which is the Sod Ha'achdus, the ultimate revelation that everything, Beli Yotzeh Menaklal, whatsoever, is contained within the secret of unity that will be disclosed in the ineffable stage of the Elif Ha'asiri, 
of the end of history when it reverts back to Or in Sof Kavyachal, where we can no longer describe what it is that's taking place in the temporal framework, but rather all of existence after it has descended from on high to below through the Or Yashar, and it then ascends back upwards from below to above, it ascends all the way to the infinite itself, Kavyachal, to the point where language is no longer possible. Bechira is the secret of unity in this world because like the Lashem says, Ha'adam karo the individual is closest to themselves. And when we engage through our own kochos, when we utilize the inner potential, the inner energy, the inner intensity within ourselves to utilize that in order to shape and create and impart our mark on existence, in Bechira, in volitional action, a person is uniting themselves with themselves their potential and their actuality are engaging in a process of unity whereby unity is felt in the most expressed way. So that Bechira for the Leshem is a vehicle for the individual to taste this light of Yichud whereby our own actions, our own Pu'ulos, our own manifestation of the Gevura within ourselves, what the Rebbe Rashab referred to as Hiskabrut Ha'atzmiut, the intensification of the self within itself, expressing outwards onto the world, that is the deepest level of unity. So we spoke last week about how this perpetual elevation of the Nitzotzos, this perpetual movement of Tchiyas that we spoke about two weeks ago, which is the purpose of Shvira Sakhalin, which was the purpose of this constitutive trauma that builds more possibility for us to engage in this world, Bechira is the way, the main way that the human being engages with these nitsotos, with this broken vessels, thereby elevating existence at every moment. This week, we're going to be confronting a sugya in the Leshem that really rubs against the entire concept of Bechira, that really goes against, on a certain level, everything we said last week in terms of the fundamental yichud, being revealed specifically when a person engages volitionally from within themselves to manifest themselves externally. And here we're going to see the Leshem describing a secondary mode wherein history and the Shira Sakalim and the brokenness and the darkness of history that the Leshem so often focuses on when he refers to the fact that throughout the entirety of history and all of its eons, there has been maybe a moment or two where things were on their ideal level. Everything else has been deferred. Everything else has been fallen or broken or pushed away from its proper space. And in that existential space of fallen history, the Leshem is going to show us a secondary way that things are perpetually elevating, one that seemingly rubs against the entire concept of Bechira. Now, this is referred to in the writings of the Leshem and in his numerous svarim as the Sugya of Neira Alila. Now, Noira Alila is from the Pasuk in Tehillim in Kapitel or Parak Samech Vav where the Pasuk says, L'chu chazu Hashem, come and see the actions and the activity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Noira Alila al Adam, these frightening wonders upon human beings. Now, Alila is typically translated as wonders, but it can also be translated based on halachic sugyos as trickery or unfathomable concepts. Now, Noira Alila, this frightening wonder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu utilizes in the process of history, is for the Leshem, this secondary subterranean stream of divine interaction with the world that runs underneath the possibility of Bechira. 
It is a underlying process, an invisible process, a concealed process that basically ensures that existence reach its desired purpose externally. That in the realm of Bechira and in the realm of human engagement and human activity, wherein a person can choose between right or wrong, good or bad, kosher or usher, mutter or pasal, that's where a person is fallible. That's where a person can either engage in negativity or positivity, thereby threatening the full manifestation of the desired goal of existence. In the realm of Naira Alila, however, in this Hanhaga Hanisteres, this Hanhaga Hanelama, this concealed mode of governance that HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed within existence, there is no question of good or bad or right or wrong or positive or negative, but rather it is an ontological process that simply pushes history forward perpetually at each and every moment, even without human engagement, even without our ability to volitionally choose good over bad. Now, when we confront these two postulates, which at first glance seem to be absolutely contradictory with one another, on the one hand, we have this concept of Bechira Sa'adam, the choice of the individual, the volitional action which is contingent and constituted by the presence of absence and presence or negativity and positivity or light and darkness, whereby a person can fail or succeed. In contradistinction, we have the sugya of Naira Alila, these frightening wonderments, these frightening historical games that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachu plays with existence, which tells us that in spite of the fact that everything is dependent on Bechira Sa'adam, on the individual manifesting themselves through themselves, there is an inyan, there is an underlying stream, a subterranean stream that pushes everything, even the negative, even the broken, even the concealed, and says that in spite of everything that we assume about how we judge things, everything at its core is letov, everything at its core is purposeful, and everything at its core is a gezeira, is a determined aspect from the racious hamachshava, from the depths of the divine thought prior to the existence of the world. Now the sugya of Naira Alila, as we're going to see, is trying to come to terms and trying to understand how the Leshem understands these two modes of ensuring that existence is perpetually elevating itself. Because like we said, on the one hand, again, just to review, on the one hand, there's Bechira Sa'adam. There's the realm of Mishpat. There's the realm of good and bad, Tov and Ra, Asr and Mutter, Kosher and Pasal, wherein a person has Schus or Chova, where a person either merits due to their positive actions or they suffer as a result of their negative actions. And there we assume that the only way to bring history to its final destination, to its final teleological end, is if we engage in the proper behaviors, is if we follow the line of the strict law and judgment that cuts through everything. And on the other hand, there's the sugya of Naira Alila, the frightening wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which basically says on a certain level that Al-Tidag, don't worry, even if you fail, even if you fall in the realm of Mishpat, in the realm of Bechira, there is a Hanhagas HaYichud, there is a stream of unity which ensures that even when you mess up, it's not truly a mess up. And even when you fall, it's not truly a failure. Because on a certain level, in the sugya of Naira Alila, what we're forced to recognize is that there is no possibility of failure whatsoever because there is nothing that is outside of the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's immediate presence within the world.
Now, when the Leshem began discussing the Sugya, it's one of the few places where the Leshem really expresses autobiographically almost his fear and his trepidation in confronting this Sugya, which we didn't see in the Sugya of Bechira. The Sugya of Bechira, the question of human beings engaging in volitional choice in order to bring about the Yichud of Hashem within this world, whereby we elevate the brokenness and bring it back to the light, the Leshem had no problem saying that. But here, as we're going to see, the Leshem is very trepidatious and very afraid when discussing the Sugya of Naira Alila. Even the Sugya itself, the Pasuk, which says, Naira Alila Abne Adam. It's a frightening wonderment that falls upon human beings and humankind. Now, the Leshem states that elsewhere, I'm not going to be reading from this Makor right now, but the entire Chelek base of Sefer Hadea, of Sefer Jushe Olamatohu, which we discussed last week, he writes that the entire purpose of Sefer Hadea, the second volume, is to be Mazbir, this Sod of Neira Alila Abne Adam of this subterranean, unconscious mode of unity that ensures that even when things are bad and negative, they're not truly bad or negative, but they're part and parcel of the divine plan, and that even that which is outside of the strict level of judgment is actually truly within the system of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore it can't truly be considered bad. This sugya of Naira Alila for the Leshem is the fundamental expression of Sefer Hadeya Chelek Beis. And in Drusha Yolamatou Chelek Beis, in Drush Dalid Anaf Yudtes, and Drush Dalid really Anaf Yudches is where the Leshem expresses this at length, the Leshem lets us in on the inner process, which we even saw last week a little bit, of what he felt when discussing these ideas. The Leshem says as follows, and he says, discussing this sugya that we're going to see about Naira Alila, he says, Be'emes amuk ma'od. In truth, it's an incredibly deep concept. And in truth, it's inappropriate for us to contemplate this matter whatsoever. Especially an individual like myself, says the Leshem Shabbai Bachalim, or Shlomo Yashav, Schusi Yaganalenu. Ach, ba'asher ki'ein adam shalut barucho, in spite of the fact that I'm not worthy to discuss this, the Leshem says a person has no control over themselves. I have no ability to contain myself. Va'amru Razal, and Chazal have said in Kehelas Rabba Parshas Ches, Pasuk Ches, based on the Pasuk in Yirmiya, where Yirmiya Navi says, Va'amarti lo'i eskerenu velo adaber. I said that I would never talk about it. I said that I would never think about it. Va'haya belibi ke'eshbo eret atzur ba'atzmosai v'nal'isi kol kal v'lo'uchav. Yet the prophet Yirmiya says that in spite of the fact that I promised I wouldn't speak about these in Yanim, nevertheless it burned within my heart like a burning desire which could find no catharsis other than through speech. And therefore, in spite of the fact that I promised I wouldn't speak about it, I was forced to speak about it. And the Leshem says, And the Rambam, who, like we said in the first few shirim, for the Leshem is the crowning jewel of the entire system of Jewish thought in terms of the negative theological impulse, he writes as follows in Chelet Bey's Parak Lamed Zayin, This, what Yirmiya describes, this impulse to say that which should not be said, this potency of expression that overrides the fear of saying too much, and we see this in the Zohar all the time, by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, when he cries before he reveals Divrei Torah, and he says, Vai galina, vai iloi galina, Woe to me if I reveal these ideas. Woe to me if I do not reveal these ideas. 
And he continues the Rambam and he says in Morinavuchim, he says, every Chacham and Machaber has a Shefa Hanishva Alav Me Shemayim. There's an influx, there's a spiritual influx, there's a psychological energy that descends within the individual from Shemayim, compelling him and pushing this individual forward to put their words onto paper, into a book. And it's not a choice that a person has, it's a need. This compulsion, which is no longer a matter of free choice, descends onto the individual from Hashem. And a person cannot fight against it. There is a compulsion to express that which I don't want to express. There is a compulsion to say that which I'm afraid to say. And it's true with me nowadays. It's impossible for me to contain myself. It's impossible for me to limit my mode of expression based on what HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his full chesed has revealed to me. And he continues and he says, that which I drew and collected from the words of the Zohar and the Arizal and the words of the Gra in all of their writings, So the Leshem is saying something remarkable here, and it's not only remarkable in the sense that it's autobiographical, but within his reasoning for expressing the Sugya of Naira Alila, the Leshem is almost hinting to the Sugya of Naira Alila. That the fear that the Leshem had about discussing this sugya of the Yediyah that abides within the heart of Bechira, the fact that in spite of the importance and the ikr of having free choice in everything we do, that there is a certain Indian, there's a certain Giloy where we realize that everything is part and parcel of Hashem's plan. In describing the fear that he has in talking about this sugya, the Leshem is saying the same thing. He's saying that if it were my choice and if it were my druthers, I would not talk about this. But based on the Rambam, ma'ani asot, what can I do? Because there's a hechrach here. There's a certain compulsion. There's a certain genetic propensity to being forced to describing these ideas. So in the Leshem's Hakdama, in his own forward towards discussing this frightening secret of the yichud of Yidiya, the secret of divine foreknowledge and determinism that abides within free choice and Bechira, the Leshem is expressing autobiographically the same exact phenomenon, which is that he doesn't want to talk about it, he's afraid to talk about it, yet nevertheless he has no choice but to speak about it. The Indian of Naira Alila, the Indian of these frightening and wonderful modes of governance that HaKadosh Baruch Hu places within existence, for the Leshem is not a contradiction with regards to Bechira. It is not a contradiction to the fact that what we saw last week remains true. That as we saw last week, yichud can only come about when an individual volitionally engages with their own strengths, thereby elevating, rectifying, purifying the fallen points of Shira Sakhalim and showing that the world is perpetually elevating. Through Torah and mitzvahs, through personal engagement with the right or the wrong, the fact that in Noira Alila, what we see is the fact that everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
even our volitional choices is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even the fact that we sometimes mess up is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, showing us that even when we fail in our Bechira, it's not a true failure. That doesn't run contradictory to the simple truth of Bechira, but for the Leshem, it is an abiding paradox which animates his entire system. For the Leshem, and really for the Arizal as well, like we spoke about in the fourth or fifth shear, the entirety of the Sugyos of Kabbalah and Panimiya Satora, as expressed in particular by the Zohar, the Ramak, and the Arizal, is based on the Pasuk in Tehillim, which says, Achas Dibar Aloikim Shtayim Zushamati. God spoke in a unified, singular voice, but as human beings, we heard a duality, a twofold manifestation of that expression. That the light of unity breaks up into chasadim and gvuros. That the light of mitzvos breaks up into lo and aseh. That the light of Torah breaks up into Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat That the light of the Neshama breaks up into an Akeva and a Zachar, the feminine and the masculine. That the light of the worlds breaks up into Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba. That the light of our purpose breaks up into Bechira and Yedia, free choice and determinism. That our experience breaks up into Gullus and Geula, Hester and Giloi, Nister and Nigla. Yom Valayla, or in Choshech, the binary oppositions that abide within reality that constitute every aspect of reality. For Panimia Satora, those are a symptom of being a human being, but they are not expressions of the essence of things. The essence remains singular in its unity, in spite of the fact that our only access to that unity is by way of duality. And the entire purpose for the Leshem, as we're going to see next week, is to take this duality and show how it's truly rooted in unity, thereby showing that unity is so good and so large and so big and so powerful that it can even reveal itself through duality. That Yichud, that the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the Or Ein Sof can manifest in the opposite of Ein Sof. That infinity can manifest as an infinitude itself, thereby disclosing the Tosefas Kishut, this deeper awareness of Yichud and Emunah. So when the Leshem sees this paradox, this contradiction rather, of Bechira and Yediya, of free choice on the one hand, and volitional activity coming from within the mensch themselves, and what we're going to see this week, which is the Neira Alila, which is this historical unconscious drive that takes all of history, even the fallenness and even the brokenness, and says, don't think that your mistakes really mean anything, because in truth, everything is part of the divine plan, even your failures and even your mistakes. That is not a contradiction for the Leshem, but it is a paradox. And the difference here for the Leshem between a paradox and a contradiction is that contradictory terms, one needs to overcome the other. There needs to be a synthesis of sorts where one is negated. Both cannot be true. And if both appear to be true, it just means we haven't reached the end of the process yet. That is not what Kabbalah is coming to say. That is not what the Leshem is coming to say. What the Leshem is coming to speak about and what the Arizal was coming to show and what Rashbi was coming to show and what Taurus Moshe is coming to show is that we don't live within contradictions where one thing needs to give way to the other because they're contradictory to one another, but we abide within a sustained paradox where two opposites are capable of informing one another in spite of their differences. Where Or and Choshech, Golis and Geula, Bechira and Yediyah, Tov and Ra, Choshech and Laila can exist simultaneously because both are expressions of Akadish Baruch Hu. Both are expressions of the way that Akadish Baruch Hu manifests within this world. 
So the sugya of Naira Alila, the revelation that in spite of our Bechira, everything, even the negative, even the bad, even the sins, even the failures, even the chata'im, are part and parcel of a unified process of elevation, like we saw two weeks ago, it doesn't negate the fact that there is Bechira. How do the two operate together? Here the Leshem is going to be very careful in saying he has no idea. The Leshem does not claim to understand or have a reasoning as to how Noira Alila, the frightening, wondrous process of the historical unconscious, where Kaddish Baruch Hu's hand kavyachal ensures that all of history reaches its purposeful goal in spite of how much we've messed things up. The Leshem is not going to try and say how the two abide together. But the Leshem is simply stating for us the simple fact that while the halacha dictates that Bechira reigns supreme, Achar HaMaisa, retroactively speaking, after a person has fallen, after history has fallen, we're forced to acknowledge the fact that I never had Bechira to begin with. That everything, Beli Yoitzim and Aklal, is part and parcel of this elevating process of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, there have been other tzaddikim who have touched on this sugya, who have touched on the sugya of Yediyah and Bechira, a free choice and foreknowledge. Obviously, Chazal dealt with it, the Rambam dealt with it, the Ravid dealt with it, and already by the Rambam and the Ravid, we see that it's not a simple Indian. It's an impossible concept. It's a paradoxical concept, and the Rambam was okay with that. The Rambam was okay with verbalizing the simple fact that there is a paradox here, which we cannot understand how the Indian of Bechira and Naira Alila can operate together. The Ravid said to the Ramam, Shtika would have been better. That Shtika silence in these areas of Siag L'Chachma Shtika, like Rabbi Nachman teaches us, because Shtika is the level of Keser where opposites can unite together, that sometimes Shtika is more important. Then there were particular tzaddikim in different generations who came and spoke about these inyanim. Rav Yitzhak Chaver spoke about it a lot in his parish on the Ijarabah, based Olamim by the Akedah, and more so than anybody else, the Meishiloach of Mordechai Yosef, Liner of Ishbitz, and much less pronounced than his son, the Beis Yaakov, and more pronounced than his grandson, the Saidi Sharim. But anybody who learns the Ishbitz or tzaddikim svarim, they recognize that Either way you slice it, whether you're talking about the Hanhaga of Bechira, a free choice, or whether you're talking about the Hanhaga of Yichud and Yudia, and the realization and the revelation that free choice is but a manifestation of the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in the world, and that in truth there is nothing, even sin, even chait, even Yerida, that is outside the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. For somebody who learns the Ishbitzer properly, it's very clear that the Meshilach was never willing to emphasize one side over the other. At every moment that he spoke about Yediyah and the famous ideas that people like to take and utilize and scream in the streets about the Ishbitzer are measured and equalized by other statements that claim Bechira, that claim the emphasis of human volitional action and the importance of ensuring that our actions are Kichut HaSa'ara, Mivurar Betachles Habirur, rectified in the full measure of clarification that there's a story that goes about the Meishiloach that when he put his right shoe on, when he put his left shoe on first once, that he actually fainted because of Yira. And although the story is a severe one, it's one that shows that even when we speak about Yediyah, even when we speak about the Or of Naira Alila, 
this light of Hashem's Yediyah that abides within history, ensuring that even our darkness, even our failures, remain part and parcel of unity, remain part and parcel of the plan of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That even when we fail, we're not truly failing because in truth there's no concept of failure. Because to claim that there's failure is to claim that there's something that's outside of the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's light. And that's going to be the Ikr Sugya of Neira Alila for the Leshem. That to claim that Bechira is the only thing that abides, to claim that there are things that fall out of the realm of the Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is Chas V'Shalom to limit the reign and the supreme oversight that God has over existence. That the Neira Alila, this pretext that basically states everything that happens is part and parcel of a gezerah. Everything that takes place within the realm of history was predetermined before history. And as we're going to see in the Leshem, that all of this is totally in the Machshava Kaduma of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Machshava of Chachmastima'a, that Moshe Rabbeinu and the Gemara of Menachos, after seeing Rabbi Akiva slaughtered in such a horrific way that represents the process and story of Jewish history, when Moshe Rabbeinu says, Zu Tayra that the answer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives and the Malachim give is silence, be quiet, because this is what arose within the original thought. The Leshem utilizes this 20 to 30 times in Sefer Adeya Chelek Beis. This Machshava Kaduma is the secret of Naira Alila. It's the simple fact that everything that happens is part and parcel of the original divine thought that preceded creation, thereby showing us that even the acts of Bechira that we engage in are in truth retroactively revealed to have been acts of gezera, to have been predetermined beyond our free will. And that at that space, nobody has the ability to ask why. Nobody has the ability to ask what. Because it is simply part and process of the unfolding of the divine thought, Kavyachal, that preceded the distinction between good, bad, tov, ra, pleasure, pain, and all of the binary oppositions which we typically see within our lives. Now, before we begin looking at the words of the Leshem, Shaboy Vachaloyma, in the Sugya of Neira Alila al Adam, there's an incredible remez that we can find, and I came across this on Shabbos, is that the Pasuk in Tehillim, Paraksam Mechvav, which talks about Neira Alila al Adam, of Lechu Chazu Mif Sashem, come and see the wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Neira Alila al Adam, the simple fact that there are wondrous, frightening, unconscious parts of existence and history which operate far beyond the human capacity to choose or understand what's happening. The next Pasuk in this capital tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has flipped the Yam, the waters of the sea, to Yabasha, to the dry land so that the Jewish people could cross out of Egypt into the Midbar. Now, there is no place where this sugya of Naira Alila is revealed more than by Kriyas Yamsuf. And the Leshem in Sefer Hadeya Chelek Beis, in the last drush, has about 150 pages on the sugya of Kriyas Yamsuf and what took place at Kriyas Yamsuf and the relationship between Naira Alila and Kriyas Yamsuf. But for our purposes, we can look at the Pasuk and the Rashi based on the Medrash, which says that the Malach of Mitzrayim, and the Malach of Mitzrayim, Kavyachal, before B'nai Yisrael crossed the sea, says, Halalu of the Zara, halalu of the There is no distinction 
externally speaking, in the realm of Bechira, between the Jewish people and the Egyptians. So why save the Jewish people and destroy the Mitzrim? If everything operates according to the realm of Bechira, if the only yichud that can come about is through volitional action between Tov and Ra, then why choose the Jewish people over the nation of Mitzrayim? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu's response there to Moshe, we see, is that it is not a time for davening now. This is not a time to engage in the questions of merit, of good, bad, right or wrong, dark or light, because if you engage in the realm of Bechira at this point, you're going to lose. Ba'atika Talia Milsa, says the Zohar. This matter is not dependent on choice. This matter is dependent on Atika. This matter is dependent on the loftiest mode of governance that HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself through, which is the governance of Naira Alila. The revelation that from the ancient perspective, from the ancient days, the Sipori Maisios me Atik Yomen, me Kadmas Olam, these ancient tales from before history speak of a Naira Alila, they speak of a realm of Yichud that precedes and exceeds and transcends any possibility of Bechira. That no matter what the Jewish people have done, no matter what the world has done, in spite of all of it, things will eventually end up in the exact point that they are meant to end up. That human beings do not have nearly as much of a say in terms of how history proceeds as we typically assume we do. Because beneath our actions, beneath our activities, there is this abiding narrative that knew that all of these things were going to take place in the first place. So that the Bechira itself is revealed to be a Gezerah. And that when we want to engage in the questions of Schus and Chova, of right or wrong, by Kriyas Yamsuf, by the Neira Alila, the response is, this is not a time to engage in such a Yanim, this is a time to recognize that there is an underlying Yichud that ensures that in spite of the fact that through the level of Bechira we have messed up, through the level of Bechira we have lost hope, through the level of Bechira we have destroyed, but from the level of Yichud, from the level of Neira Alila, from the level of Yidiya, through the level of the Or HaMashiach, the light of Mashiach that we can taste within this world, there's a moment of recognition by the Naira Alila of this frightening secret where everything flips to the good and we see that there is nothing that is outside the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's supreme reign on existence. And the way the Lashem sees this very often is in Chazal itself. This is not an idea that is Kabbalistic, so to speak. This is not an idea that is only referred to in the Zohar or in the Arizal. This is an idea that is referred to in the Medrash Tanhuma, in the Medrash Rabbah. For example, Medrash Tanhuma Parshas Vayeshev speaks about this Pasuk of Naira Alila Abne Adam, and it basically states how Bnei Yisrael come to Hashem and they say, Hashem, it was so clear to you that we were going to mess up by Adam Harishon, the head of the Yitzhadas, because this Torah that preceded the world it already had Misa written in it. You already wrote that human beings were going to die. And if it was really a choice of ours whether Misa would come into the world or not, then how could the Torah that preceded the world have written death in it? And the, the Medrash continues and uses numerous encounters like this where it questions HaKadosh Baruch Hu and it basically says, if this is truly dependent on Bechira, then how could you have assumed that this is going to happen already? But the Neira Alila, the secret of the Neira Alila is that in spite of the fact that it's contingent on Bechira, 
vis-a-vis our limited knowledge and our limited epistemological modes of experience, in truth, in the Pnimi Pnimius, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim of every experience that we have, the only abiding light is the light of Yediyah. The only abiding light is the simple truth that everything, everything that takes place in existence is part and parcel of the divine plan. That there is nothing, that can be considered devoid of the animating and constituting light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Leshem, and now we're going to be looking at numerous places in the Leshem, various Makoros where he expresses this sugya of Naira Alila. And then we're going to see how this sugya of Naira Alila, this sugya of the frightening wonders of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Sanhagas HaYichud, that goes beyond Hanhagas HaMishpat. The simple truth that beyond everything that appears to be bad, there is no such thing as bad. That even when we sin, even when we fall, there is no true falling. And even when we think that our Olam Haba and Tchiyas HaMesim and Olam HaMashiach and Yichud is contingent and dependent on our actions, the Leshen comes and says, yes, that's true to a certain point, but in truth, you really have nothing to do with it. The Leshem says as follows, and this is going to be, <clears throat> this is going to be in the end of Sefer Hadeya Chelek Beis, there are a number of Drushim, Drushim Bodedim, there's Drush Eitzadas, there's Drush Miyatayareach, there's Drush Sveikos Tigulim Biyoshar, um, and in, in Drush Eitzadas, where the Leshem discusses the entire sugya of the original transgression of Adam HaRishon, and the degradation that existence incurred as a result of this sin, the Lashem speaks most about this sugya of Naira Alila. It says as follows, That in truth, the entire purpose of the transgression of Adam HaRishon, it was by way of the decree of Naira Alila Albane Adam, This was not Adam Harishon engaging in the Khid of the Yitzhadas, but it was in truth the decision and the decree of Akadish Barhu. There is nothing that was experienced or incurred beyond the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but everything was part and parcel of the plan of Naira Alila. The way that Chazal have expressed this at length in Midrashim, and the Midrashim go through all of the Chatayim of Avos HaOilam, down to David Malka Mashicha, showing how deeply every experience Every faith that seems to be Yurida away from the realm of Yichud is in truth part and parcel of a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence in Yichud. That even those matters which come about into the world through actions of volition and free choice. Nevertheless, in truth, abiding within the heart of our experiences of volitional choice, there's a certain gezeira, where retroactively, when we look at the choices that we have made, we're capable of seeing and recognizing, like Rav Tzadok teaches so explicitly in Sitka Satzadik Osmem, that Iker HaTshuva, Hu Shemakir, Shehakadosh Baruch Hu that Hashem was pushing the individual to engage in whatever they engaged in that retroactively after the fact, 
when Bechira has failed us, the mode of tshuva, the recognition of tshuva for Rav Tzadok, who drew this from the Ishbitzer, and the Leshem and the Ishbitzer are speaking very often on the same level in the sense that both of them were drinking from the light of La'asid Lavo. Ishbitz and Radzin drank the fifth coast. They drank the coast of Eliyahu, which was connected the Lashon of Gula, the Hevesi, that were already brought into the land of Eretz Yisrael. Gula has already taken place on a certain Bechina. Not on a full level, but on a certain Bechina, there is an or of Yediyah that abides within the world of Bechira. That's why Ishbitzer Tzadikim were Tcheles, because Tcheles is Melashon Tachles. And the Arizal famously writes that the mitzvah of Tcheles is Nignaz Adla Asid Lavo, that the mitzvah of Tcheles is concealed until the coming of Mashiach. And the Said Yasharim Zakt in his Svarim on Tcheles says that on a certain level, Yemaisa Mashiach are already here on a Bechina. The Leshem also drinks from this well of Or HaMashiach, of tasting the world in our days, of recognizing that even in the world of Bechira, even in the world of free choice, even in the world of volitional action, which results in negativity and darkness and failure and anxiety and fallenness, there is an Indian, there is a recognition that tells us that even within our fallenness, even within our brokenness, even within our anxiety, even within our failures, there is a perpetual light of Yichud that elevates each and every moment of our existence, despite anything that we choose. So that there is nothing that a person can do, Kav to negate that light of Kedusha that abides within their soul. There is nothing that we can do to destroy it, because it's not Tali B'schus, says the Lashem. It's not contingent on merit. It's not contingent on what we do or what we don't do, but it's a bris, it's a convenant that is rooted in the ontological makeup of our souls, in the chilek of the yechida hanefesh. In the singular and particular essence and kernel of ourselves, there is a light that abides that cannot be extinguished. That is the light of Neir Alila, that is the light of Yediyah, that is the light of Keser, which the Lashem associates with Neir Alila. And the Lashem continues and he says, that in spite of the fact that so many historical events that take place within the fallen history of the Jewish people come about by way of transgression, that apparently emerge as a result of human effort and failure, in truth, everything comes about by way of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence and action in the world. Like the Pasuk in Tehillim says, That come and see the actions of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this wondrous, frightening trickery that HaKadosh Baruch Hu plays in the play of history, which we feel is contingent on our Bechira, that in truth it will be revealed, of Yesh Inyan Kol, it will be revealed that everything was part and parcel of the Divine Gezeira. And the Leshem continues and he says, and this is still in Drush Eitz Hadas Simen Ches at the end of Sefer Hadaya Chelak Beis. Yasad Kol Sod Eitz Hadas Mitchilaso. That this is the entire sugya of Eitz Hadas, the tree of knowledge of good and bad, which breaks history into this shattered duplicity and duality of good and bad beyond the light of unity that abided before that transgression. This sugya of Naira Alila is the entire sugya of the Eitz Hadas. Of the Eitz Hadas. And the Lashem says as follows, The Azay Yasad Kol Sod Eitz Hadas. 
based on the sugya of Naira Alila, is the entire arrangement of the sugya of the Yitzhadas, Mitzchila, so from its beginning. V'yasad oso b'toycha gan eden, samuch le'etzachayim, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed the Yitzachayim next to the Yitzhadas. And like we see from the Meshilawach in the name of Rabbeinu B'chayi and the name of the Bali Tosfos, that in truth, the Yitzachayim and the Yitzhadas are not two separate entities. Because the Pasuk says that both of them are Ba'an Both of them occupy the middle point of the garden. And the Mephorshim point out that the middle is a singular point that cannot contain two separate entities. And in truth, the Yitzachayim and the Yitzhadas share the same root. Because Besof Davar says the Leshem, at the end of the matter of history, everything that came about by way of the Yitzhadas, by way of Bechira between Tov and Ra, will be shown to have been part and parcel of the Hanhaga of the Yitzchayim, which is the Hanhaga of Yichud, where there's only one. And the Leshem continues and he says, that the Yitzchayim and the Yitzchadas are in truth rooted in the same root, based on the depth of the matter. The sugya of the tree of knowledge of good and bad, of bechira, of right and wrong, of dark and light, who sibas eitzachayim. It is what brings us to the eitzachayim. That had there not been an eitzadas, had there not been this failure that we typically assume is part of bechira, there could have been no eitzachayim. So in truth, Hakadosh Baruch Hu arranged it, begzeras elyon benayra alila, that this should happen so that we can come back to the eitzachayim itself. A person has no ability to come to the Yitzchayim, to come to that light of unity, except by way of the duality of the duplicitous separateness of the Yitzchadas. And all of the warnings that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has placed on other Marisho Nati from the Yitzchadas, that only is applicable when the Eitzadas is still good and bad. And the Ishbitzer says something similar. And Reb Tzadok says the name of the Ishbitzer as well. That nowadays in the Tzirufim of the Torah that we understand, we read the Eitzadas, Toivara, Loisoichal, that from the Eitzadas, good and bad, you should not eat. But the Ishbitzer says that in the future, there's going to be a different permutation of the Pasuk based on the Hakdam of the Ramban to the Torah, which is going to be read as the Eitzadas Tov, the Yitzhadas is good, and the bad you should not eat. That it's not that we shouldn't abide and engage with the Yitzhadas, but it's that the negativity of the Yitzhadas will be revealed to have been nothing. The Leshem continues in a separate Makor, and this is going to be a Simon Yud Beis of Drush Yitzhadas. The Leshem says as follows, The secret of the matter. All of the degradation of existence, all of the fallenness, all of the brokenness, all of the duality, the duplicity, the apparent brokenness and suffering that abides within history, that took place by way of the Eitzadas, ontologically and historically as well, all the pain and suffering of history, Kulam Shana says, Mizeh, and everything that emerged from within this original transgression, which was a re-institution 
or a new iteration of the Shvir Sakhalim itself, all of that, everything that takes place historically on a general level as well as an individual level, and the Lashem uses a Lashon later on in each and every Prat within each and every individual that causes us to question HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that causes us to question the realm of Yichud in the world, all of this duality, all of this duplicity in the realm of Bechira, which abides in the world, all of them emerge from the wondrous perfection of knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who drives history and is aware of everything that will emerge in history before history, the pretext of the text. Through the Gezeira of Naira Alila Abne Adam, and there is nothing in existence that goes against the desire of a Kaddish Baruch, who God forbid. Rather, everything comes about by way of his Ratzon, everything comes about by way of his Hanhaga, Hana'elama, this concealed wisdom of Kach Allah b'machshava. Now the Leshem says in multiple places, and we're not going to be looking at these Makoros right now for the sake of time, but it's, it's explicit in the Leshem, that when Moshe Rabbeinu asked to understand the secret of unity, the secret of Yichud, the secret of Neira Alila, which says that in spite of human volitional choice, in spite of the Bechira, which creates Tov and Ra, that there is a light of unity that ensures that every single thing that takes place within existence is part and parcel of the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that even when we're not elevating sparks, we're elevating sparks, and even when we're not doing good, we're doing good, and even when we're not doing what we're meant to be doing, we're doing what we're meant to be doing, and whenever it seems that things are separate and broken in spite of that, they're still unified in their source, then Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't understand this. Kach Allah bin Machshava, he was told to be silent, this is what was preordained within my thought, that this is not a sugya that the Leshem is trying to be mazbir. The Leshem is not trying to, God forbid, describe Naira Alila. He's trying to talk about Naira Alila, speak about the existence of Naira Alila, but when it comes to trying to understand this, when it comes to trying to live Alpidis, the Leshem is very careful and emphasizes the fact that this can only be entertained retroactively speaking. This is not an attitude that a person can take when they're engaging in the world of action. Because in truth, the only people who have ever succeeded in this, says the Leshem, are perhaps Yehuda and Tamar and Davra Melech and Batsheva. That there's a certain Indian by Malchus, there's a certain Indian by certain Sadiqim, where it's revealed in their lives how the failures themselves can be shown to be part and parcel of the Anhaga Sayyichud. But for us, the activity that this creates within us is a sugya of Amuna and Bitachon. That there is nothing that we do, there is nothing that we experience that is outside the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's capability and capacity to bring about Mashiach through that action. That there is nothing so broken that it can't be fixed. There is no makom so low that it can't be elevated. And this is where Rabbi Nachman really speaks in, in the highest level, because Rabbi Nachman entered into these spaces for his Hasidim. Rabbi Nachman speaks about the fact that in these makomos, and these makomos amitunafim, these broken parts of existence, the broke down palaces of our lives, 
the ruins and the shattered ruins of our experiences, there is a light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that is Nistar Sham that can only be disclosed by way of realizing that in spite of everything that has happened, I can still fix. And it, not even that I can still fix, it is fixed. That imatama amin sheyicholim lekalkel, ta'amin sheyicholim letakein. If you believe in the Hanagas of Bechira, sheyicholim lekalkel, ta'amin sheyicholim letakein, believe in the Hanagas of Naira Alila, believe in the Hanagas HaYichud, which ensures that nothing is outside the realm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what we see in the Sugya of Naira Alila is that, yes, one way to bring about the Yichud in the world is through Bechira, one way to bring about yichud is through volitional actions. And yes, a person is nehenem miyagibas kapov. And yes, when we engage in the positive actions of Torah mitzvahs, we enjoy the yichud like we said last week. We taste it in this world. Even when we don't, the yichud is still taking place. There is nothing, there is no moment in the history of existence that is outside the machshava kaduma the original thought of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And to end, the Leshem quotes elsewhere in Sefer Adeya Chelek Be'ez, Drush Chavdalid, he said, I'm sorry, he also says this in Hakdamus Sha'arim and HaKadosh in Sharvav, where he speaks about why the Torah doesn't write about Tchiyas HaMesim and Yimosa Mashiach. And in line with the Maharal, he basically states that had the Torah written about the assumption would be that and Geula and the Orha Yichud is contingent on the Torah, is contingent on the Hanhaga of Zeranpin, on the Hanhaga of Mishpat, on the Hanhaga of Bechira. But that's not true. Because even when it's not according to Bechira, even when we're not doing the things that the Torah wants us to do, even when we fail, even when the fallenness of history overtakes the proper way of history, that even then Mashiach Tzaitin, that even then Geula comes. And that's why it's not written in the Torah, because it's not contingent on Tzchus. It's not contingent on our volitional actions. It's an ontological Metzius. And he quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin that talks about the individuals who are not Zeichel L'Oilam Haba, the individuals who have no right to the world to come. And he quotes and he says, but the Dorshe Rishumos, the Dorshe Rishumos, come along and they say that even those people have a right to Olam Haba. Now the Leshem doesn't say this, but Rav Sadok says this in Takanas HaShavim, one of the most remarkable Divrei Torah I've ever seen, is that who are these Dorshe Rishumos? What, are the, what do we mean when we talk about the Dorshe Rishumos who come and say that even those people who Alpi Bechira have no right to Olam Haba, Alpi Yediyah, they do have a Chelek and Olam Haba? They're the Dorshe Rishumos, they're the individuals who are capable of seeking out the Roshem, seeking out the irreducible trace of Kedusha and light that abides within each and every person in spite of our actions. These people who are capable of seeing what is not there, those individuals who can see the visibility of the invisible, that in spite of the fact that there is no apparent Kedusha here, that Apirishima Sadavarim, because everything is a Roshem of a Kadush Baruch Hu, there abides a, a light that cannot be negated. The Dorshe Rishumos, those individuals who are capable of penetrating into the trace of the matter, they're the ones who are capable of showing that even in the heart of Bechira, there abides a light of Yediyah. And 
Be'ezrus Hashem, next week, when we come to the last year on the Leshem, the last year, it's a joke, we gave 10 shirim on the Leshem, Be'ezrus Hashem, with next week, and this is only one chilek of the Leshem. This is the chilek of the gvuros of the Leshem. There could be 20 other shirim on the chasadim of the Leshem, on the teferis of the Leshem, but we're going to move forward from the Leshem after next week. But next week in the Leshem, we're going to see how Bechira and Yediyah, how the realm of Bechira and Yegiyah Sa'adam, as well as the Neira Alila, both come together in this unique paradox, which is the Razad de Mehem Nusa, which is the secret of Jewish faith, which animates the entirety of the Leshem's Kabbalistic project, in the sense that for the Leshem, all differentiation, all difference, all limitation, and all manifestation of existence is so that we can see through its existence and touch the non-existence within it. Is that so that we can see through measurement to realize the immeasurability within it? That is the entire purpose of everything to touch the immediacy of Hakadosh Baruch Hu through mediation, to reach Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kavyachol through His midos. That, in spite of the fact that, like we've stressed almost every year, that we have no access to Atzmiuso, that we have no access to the Etzem of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What we do have the ability to do is reach the etzem through the part that we can touch limitation and taste the unlimited within it. And this yichud, this paradox of Yediyah and Bechira, of Neira Alila and Bechira itself is going to be the proper hakdama for us to, Amir Tzashem, summarize on a certain level a certain Bechina within the writings of the Leshem Shubav Achalom.